0: Welcome to the segment of Be Simply, and this is Suzanne Toro. And today we have special guest Jonas Kettler. He is with Ora Cacao and he is going to inspire us with his wisdom, his journey, and his magical offering to humanity coming out of Sonoma, California. Without further ado, let's dive in with Jonas.
1: So
0: Jonas,
2: I'm so excited to have you here today to talk about cacao, uh, one of my favorite ingredients that I use um, in the kitchen and in ceremony. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for you to share just to give our uh, listeners a little background on how you were drawn to this ingredient, and we'll dive into some of the other products that you've integrated too. But how you were, how you know, cacao spoke to you; the plant spoke to you.
3: Yeah, yeah, well definitely much more than an ingredient uh to be it's a <laughs> medicine um that I first encountered in Oaxaca, Mexico about 10 years ago at this point. Um it's kind of a thing that I would describe as a as like a predestined encounter, you know, much much uh-huh. more so. Than <laughs> it was much of my own doing. Um I met a Oaxacan elder um who introduced me to the process of making chocolate from cacao beans. Um, And that was really Mm eye-opening because I had loved chocolate my whole life, but I had never thought about the process of making it. And as an engineer, I was fascinated by Mm. this, you know, call it primitive or traditional method uh, for making chocolate. Yet there was so much more aliveness and vitality in in the chocolate that we made than all the mass produced chocolate that I had ever had in my life up to that point. So I really, at that point felt like we were missing something in how, you know, we manufacture chocolate today. Um, and I was curious if I could emulate the traditional processes and and bring that kind of quality and connection to spirit back, back to the U S when I returned. Beautiful.
2: And so paint a little bit of a picture, how that started from, that seed inception, where were the first uh, conceptual trials, and then you know it's obviously grown to a full-on company.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know I was going to do it as a as a business. I, I was just excited about it. So I, I was literally. I think I went from Mexico back to North Carolina to spend the summer there, and just in in the basement of the house where I was staying for a few months, I just made a few batches. You know, it just started googling how you make chocolate and got a few (laughs) pieces of equipment and and went from there um and promptly did just about everything wrong and made some really gritty batches (laughs) you know just kind of like winced at my first batches but of course i knew it was part of the learning process um
2: yeah
3: and just kind of took a with me wherever I went at that point I I looked Mm -hmm. in a few different locations at that point and just kept moving it was it was when I finally settled in Sebastopol which is about an hour north of San Francisco that Mm -hmm. um, I got clear that I wanted to pursue it as a business and, Mm and started scaling up my process and in that time I had gone from kind of a very Classic dark chocolate formulation of like a seventy percent dark chocolate bar with cane sugar in it. Yeah. Um To an eighty-five percent dark chocolate bar with coconut sugar in it. So I really mm. focused in on the health benefits of it, and was already b- beginning to get interested in hundred percent cacao's um, at that point. Um, even though at that point I was I was still selling chocolate bars. I hadn't yet realized that I could could fully commit to that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
3: have 100% cacao and that other people would resonate mm. with that
2: absolutely and um can you share a little bit about how the medicine first hit you uh yeah. when you had that encounter in mexico
3: yeah you know i felt i just felt more connected to cacao than i had ever felt and i had never realized that cacao could make you feel so good you know and i was just eating very large quantities of it which made like a few kilograms or something like that and sweetened it with honey so there was yeah there was just this aliveness to it um i didn't it kind of took a little bit until after i got back and was making my own batches to really hit that spot again um mm-hmm. i remember it was when i and it actually makes sense if you think about gut chemistry, right? So our gut is this complex ecology of different microbiomes. And it's too much sugar will create a dominant. If, you, if you're ingesting too much sugar, um, that'll create the dominant chemistry in your gut to process the sugar. Um, so you really want to keep the sugar to a minimum in order to absorb the medicine of cacao. Um, and that really starts happening at 85% or darker, 70% mm. dark chocolate bar is actually too mm. sweet. You'll still get that sugar dominant, uh, yeah. gut microbiome. Um, so you, and, and an 85% bar is actually half as sweet as a 70% dark bar mm. because it's 15% sugar versus 30% sugar. We think right. of both of them as dark chocolate, but in yeah. terms of what's, how your body absorbs it, it's massively different. And so once i started going to the darker chocolate um i remember i made a cup and brought it to the redwoods um here on the coast with me Mm and you know did my meditation had the had the cup of cacao and i felt like i was on magical mushrooms (laughs) there was just (laughs) this like and really i i understand it now it's just presence like i was I, i just really sank in was more presence like saw all this beauty around me you know the the sunlight filtering through the redwood branches. There's just so much to look at. And I hadn't had that deep experience of presence in the moment. Um, and I knew that I hadn't had mushrooms. So I knew that it had to come from the
1: cacao. So <laughs> that's
3: that's when I became really fascinated. I was like, mm. nobody's ever told me cacao could alter my consciousness like
1: this. Yeah. It crazy. <laughs>
3: and it's totally legal.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, this is this is great. <laughs> So I actually began keeping a journal where I was just inquiring every time I had a cup of cacao, Mm. like what my mood was, how I was feeling, basically how was I going into ceremony. And then a couple hours later observing what had shifted in me and and noticing that quite regularly, it was a positive shift. And that was
2: really benefiting me. Beautiful. And can you share um, from your experience with, the listeners how they might uh, basically sit with cacao and then also when you talk about bitter versus um, sweet, that sometimes is a hurdle for people. If you can share a little bit more how they can prepare some traditional indigenous ceremonies they have you do a dieta going in just to prepare so you can actually receive the greatest benefit of the medicine. Um, I'd love, love for you to Give us a little bit more information around that.
1: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, well, in order to have cacao on a regular basis, you know, it's got to taste good to you. So obviously, don't don't overdo it. If if 100% is like really dark for you, it's okay yeah. to put a little sugar in it. Um, I'd, I'd recommend using an alternative sweetener like honey or maple syrup as opposed to a processed sugar, um, and and see how much sugar you really need. Like often, so, so we specialize also in making 100% cacao that's less bitter than most of what's out there. So yeah. very often we find when people first try it and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to need sugar. They put it in and then they're like, oh, I actually made it too sweet. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't take much. Like for me, the, the what I'm going to call the sweet spot, but it's, it's really a spot of balance. Is, is like just enough sweetener to take the edge off of it. That's all you need, you know? Yeah. um and then over time palate shifts like it took it took years for my own palate to shift to the point that i really didn't want sweet in my cacao anymore um <laughs> but it's you know we're all conditioned we, we grew up with like very very sweet chocolate you could say much of the country's chocolate sugar with
2: a little
3: sugar <laughs> addiction exactly
2: sugar with a so, little lace chocolate flavor <laughs> so yeah it's a retraining
3: but like it's it's very very similar to like drinking straight coffee or drinking in a special mm. shop like it's not any more bitter than that we just have to like unlink the the mental conditioning and and the right. palate
2: Oh, absolutely and,
3: and sweet flavor um yeah. and then it's actually really cool because it becomes a lot more flavorful so tr- sugar is uh flavorless um mm. so it makes flavor disappear faster so if you're drinking pure cacao like the flavor of the cacao will just last for minutes and minutes and minutes on your mm-hmm. tongue, um, so it becomes this really prolonged experience of flavor, which is quite beautiful. And I talk talk to people about really bringing their awareness to the whole flavor journey, like the flavors at the beginning and then the middle and then the end, because they change. There's, there's so much there. So that's that's to say that that's kind of just to walk through the sweetness side of it. Um, You had asked me something else, and I already forgot. Yeah.
2: What's the best way to prepare? Um, You know, it's cacao ceremonies have become a thing. You know, we're in a trend culture these days, so people sweep them up. But to show reverence, I always tell my students when I'm teaching them about plants and herbs and all these things to show some reverence. So if you can share a little bit about and it sounds like that's what happened to you. You used to created more space and then it's like, oh, let me talk to you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, also just in terms of ingredients for preparing it, um, water, just, just in water is a traditional way. Um, I like to make it rather thick uh, and creamy. Um, traditionally, it's actually drunk a little thinner. Um, mm. It's usually because you're in the tropics and you're wanting to hydrate at the same time. Yeah. So you drink like a big calabash gourd of, of cacao. That's that's quite thin, but you can drink copious amounts of it.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, you can also, to me, preparing it in water is the best way to to really be sure that you're communicating just with cacao, you know, and not any other spices or other things that you might have put into it. Um, you can also use nut milks. Nut milks will add additional creaminess to the drink, and especially if if like you're having challenge around the bitterness, like you can explore kind of if maybe a creamier drink with like an unsweetened nut milk is a good way to avoid adding more mm. sugar, um, because yeah. it just gives your palate something else. Or or actually a spicy a spicy cacao drink is very traditional, and the spice is a way of also mm. distracting the palate from sugar. Mm. Um, so there's a few ways to go about it, but as a foundational recipe, I just like uh, water in the cacao and. For me, the ritual side of it, it's its important to always come to my cup beginning with gratitude, like yeah. to to check my impulse, to just take that first sip real quick and, and then to, to actually pause and, and honor and acknowledge the spirit um, where the cacaos come from. Um, I, I gravitate often to an elemental honoring ritual where I'll, I'll raise my cup of cacao to the sky.
1: Yeah. I
3: give gratitude to the air element. Um, take a reminder, a good reminder, to take a nice deep breath and to really center my breath. My breath is life force in, yeah. in such a powerful way, and we do it all day. Um, it's good to remind remind ourselves to take a like probably our deepest breath of the entire day that we've had so far in that moment mm. of sitting down with a cup of cacao. Um, I from there, I'll bring my cup of cacao down to the earth, and, and I'll just take a moment to thank mm. the Pachamama for our beautiful home here and you know all the all the minerals, all the vitality she gives to to create not just cacao but all the food that we eat and the very substance of her own body too. it's mm. a huge amount of gratitude to be given there. It always yeah. comes out slightly differently. You know, I don't follow a template. I just really I try to go with what's alive in the moment. Um absolutely then I'll bring the cup of cacao to my heart and I'll but she, to me, um, my circulatory system, the blood in my body, is 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 a mirror of the Earth's circulatory system of of the water that flows from from her springs down down the mountains into creeks and rivers into the ocean and kind of cycles back up, yeah. comes back down the rain. So so holding the cup of cacao to my heart is where I give gratitude for water and clean water. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've made the cup of cacao with water it's also very much present right there in that cup Um, as much as possible i try to harvest spring water uh, for my cup of cacao Um, but any clean source of water will do um and then i extend the cup of cacao out at arm's length um try to orient myself to the sun if the sun is present or a fire or a community member will also do and, and give gratitude to the fire element here and to me you know fire is it's heat and warmth it's also the my body it's also my own body heat like all the heat that my cells are giving off it's it's passion it's love Mm. um things so give gratitude there and then lastly i'll bring the cup of cacao into the very center of of all those four directions and that's where i give thanks for the ether element um which which to me is a great mystery you know it's a mystery. incarnated in this lifetime it's it's the mystery of all the things that are completely out of our control um that weave our lives in, in in beautiful interconnectedness with with all the rest of life um you know it's dreams it's a dream time it's it's all those things that we really can't explain scientifically quite yet and and you know in many ways also do not need a scientific explanation for it. it's it's matters of the spirit
2: yeah, absolutely. The secret
1: sauce.. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: yeah and I, you know one of my favorite like, yeah, so that that's kind of opening the gratitude and 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 I'll take a sip of a cacao here and and, yeah, once I'm really resonating at that frequency of gratitude and it's kind of taken time to slow down and drop in in this way, that's when attention setting with the cacao um is much more powerful so so plants like cacao they resonate at the frequency of gratitude so so kind of warming ourselves up into a place of really really accessing that deeper gratitude not just the surface level gratitude but really feeling it that's that's the ideal spot to then communicate with a plant spirit like cacao. so that's when i'll start um going through you know my prayers my intentions the things that i need help with um and I kind of categorize those into two areas. One are one are the really specific things where it's like, well, I'm I'm stuck on this project and I really need a breakthrough. <laughs> you know, all the time. Yeah. Um, another category, and like the more specific I can get for the outcomes that I want, it's it's really helpful and it, it really works. It's amazing. Um, Beautiful. On the other hand, then there's there's kind of the like meta meta intentions um that i actually did it it takes like a certain degree of humility and surrender because it's an acknowledgement that the outcome is just going to be far better than anything that i can imagine Mm. so that's where like i'll make a prayer for like for a long time my favorite prayer was for magic just for like Mm. that that extra that just makes life so worth living and And sure enough, the magic always happens in a way where it's like, wow, I could have never
2: anticipated
3: it was going to be that good, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: So those are kind of the two flavors of of intention setting that I like to do with the cacao. And, and, you know, this is what I'm describing as as a solo practice, but you can easily do this with another person, too. You can take turns sharing intentions you can take turns sharing gratitude and that's a beautiful way to deepen in connection with somebody else and it can also help you drop in deeper because so often my prayer is your prayer my gratitude is your gratitude kind of thing
2: absolutely and when you bring up service meta which some people might now associate with a social media company that used to have a name called facebook um, (laughs) Can you, I, am, I, I made the assumption that that's what you're talking about. Meta is in,
3: uh, yeah, Meta means, just is not like the, big, the bigger picture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also means to be of service, uh, from the East, which ultimately sometimes if we have the bigger picture in mind, it's easier to take action. Yes. If you can share a little bit how, uh, the medicine of cacao actually is in service and many plants, uh, well, I would say all because I I love nature, the trees, everything is in service to our experience and to their own. Um, can you share a little bit from running a company how you've noticed that it's worked its way to support you on your journey uh, so that it can reach many uh, without them having to go trek into the jungle?
3: Yeah, I mean, being a small business is no easy undertaking. I feel like there's There's many easier ways that I could, you know, earn a living and, but it's, uh, you know, my, my, my intention is to be in service to the plant and and the plant's mission. Um, And I'll talk about that more in a moment, but I've always been supported in that. Like it's, it's been pretty miraculous how month to month, like it's always come through. Um, So definitely feel very supported by the plant in that way um and yeah you know right now we're in a time of global ecosystem collapse and mass extinction and really challenging things to to really integrate and comprehend um and and cacao as a as a plant from the rainforest is is really here to help us find balance with the earth um obviously the cacao is is trying to protect itself and and make sure that we don't destroy its habitat Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also it's it's much greater than that. The cacao is is a teacher of, of how to be in harmony with nature and how to be in right relationship. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people, you, you know, cacao is very empowering. Um, it, it it helps you feel good. It ta- it helps your body be healthy. Um, it, it kind of takes care of some fundamentals in that way. Um, so that you can truly show up and be in service, and, and tune into what you're passionate about, and, and be yeah. courageous, and also like yeah. do the the feeling, the difficult stuff, and come right back into a centered, grounded place. Um, so it 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 quickens things. It kind of sets things in motion um, by giving you greater capacity to to feel and, and to be creative and to to tune into why you're here. Because in the short lifetime, we sure have a lot of work to do, and you know, okay. if you're, if you, again, if you're looking at that broad, big picture level, it's like, well, why did each of our souls decide to be here right yeah, now? And, pretty at this wild, right?
1: Time. <laughs> and,
3: and the more clear that we can get on that so that we can be in service and oftentimes that, that. Does take a substantial amount of self inquiry and courage, and and cacao supports that. You know, because I think we're all here in many ways to do something different from from what the status quo is. Um, mm-hmm. I really like there's there's a coalition of indigenous folks who have inspired um, work that the Pachamama Alliance propagates, mm-hmm. um, and and they talk about it as awakening. Awakening the dreamer and, and dreaming a new dream that in many ways a lot of the systems that we have grown up in are are yesterday's dreams There's there's somebody else's dreams and and our job is to look beyond all the physical structure in our life and, and, oh. and to to the new earth um, yeah. and, and, and and really be laser focused on on creating those kind of systems and, and to me those are the systems that support the thriving of life. Expand beyond the the narrow definitions of capitalism um that we've grown up in and 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 really look much more holistically at at the planet and all her life forms of what it means to be happy and to be thriving.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So many juicy things you just said. I'm like, oh, which one am I gonna go in (laughs) to? Um well talk a little bit, being that you're an engineer, talk share a little bit about um the regenerative nature. Uh, you know, as you were leading us into the cacao ceremony within your practice, sharing your practice, you shared all the elements uh, as done in the Tao and in other Ayurvedic uses elements, but felt like the five elements. Um, if you can share what you've learned from going from may- maybe engineer training to really exploring nature systems, and how regenerative and robust and giving they are
3: yeah i mean engineering to me is fundamentally a problem solving too right it's it's a way of of uh asking asking good questions and being very methodical with what you don't know and and resourcing yourself to to find answers and also um to to throw yourself into what you don't know. And, and just just rather than being paralyzed to just try something, come up with a yeah. strategy to try something in one way and then learn from, it inevitably it's not going to work. So you could just keep trying and, it, and figuring out what's not working to yeah. get to how to do it. Like people ask me, how did I learn chocolate making? It's like, who taught you? You know, I was like, well, <laughs> nobody taught me. The plant guided me, um, yeah. but also it was just, a heck of a lot of trial and error you know yeah. and that's that's still how we do things um even though we're running a large factory now you know we we trial and error because we're we're pioneering new processes that nobody can tell us how to do it you know we just have to be like well we think we think that and and, and we've gotten a lot smarter about it you know we make more and more educated guesses and things like that but it's it's very much this this process of experimentation and and just giving it a go you know yeah um i love that i get to do that with a plant spirit and with you know a product that's coming out of nature with a medicine that's coming out of nature mm. to, to to get to apply my engineering in that way i used to work in the solar industry okay. and that while solar is incredibly crucial right now and i'm putting yeah. solar panels on the roof of my house you know it's, yeah. it's like such an important technology for these times. Um, I, I didn't feel the same kind of connection to an ecosystem mm-hmm. and, and to communities that, that steward the resources of those yeah. ecosystems. So that's that's why it's been really meaningful for me to to realign my work uh, to to doing engineering with cacao.
2: Yeah, beautifully said. Yes, I have an engineering father and study architecture, so I understand the concept of problem solving. And Mother Nature is probably a greatest teacher of that, <laughs> how the ecosystems work. So that's beautiful. So you have a regenerative spirit. Uh, yeah.
3: And I was I was also, I, I meant to add that the engineering is also, it's like the structure, you know, it's it's yeah. the structure that holds the ceremonial container. And, and mm. you know, you could view, you could call the engineering the masculine and the, the cacao is the feminine, the spirit is the feminine. And they, yeah. they work together. It's... Um,
2: absolutely
3: you know, like talking about making cacao for tens of thousands of people so that they can access the medicine like that requires a very grounded structure and a very absolutely. like rigorous level of technical competency in food safety and and all the things you know that yeah you about. um that happen behind the scenes in order to make sure that like we can reliably provide cacao, we can reliably have the funds to pay the farmers and all that. There's so much emotion. Um, so there's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I really think about that how the structure kind of creates the form for that
1: yeah. container.
2: Yeah, the yin and yang and dance. You're a Taoist. I don't know if you are a Taoist, but you yeah. have the spirit of a Taoist, <laughs> so that's beautiful to see. And, uh, share a little bit you touched on something for most uh even my tea teacher will say you have to put a chalk around your tea ceremony like a chalk line like you can't you know it's a set and setting and this has been many people have done other type of plant medicine ceremonies uh that you know all those pieces that come into the ceremony impact what's transmitted uh because uh even cacao We'll get into your mushrooms they become a transmitter and an adaptogen to kind of mm-hmm. reflect maybe what you need to see or look at if mm-hmm. you can um share a little bit about that like even from a business sense what you've learned because you know for anyone out there that's an entrepreneur and wanting to handle something in a sacred fashion yet needs to have the nuts and bolts you know the the earth and the structure there to support it, the foundation. Um, Can you share a little bit about having that balance between those two from ceremony to the physical world?
3: Yeah. I mean, to me, ceremony informs the design of, of the physical world in which we do business. So I, I think everybody who like works at our business, who they like we have, we have a very unique way of doing things. You know, it's, it is very heart-centered. It's very people-centered. It's um, very flexible in terms of schedules and things like that. Um, you know, I, I've been at multiple startups before and burnt out. And so one of my deep inquiries with structuring my relationship with Cacao through the form of the business was how do I not burn out? How do I maintain this passion? Um, and, and how do I support other people in, in maintaining a similar, healthy, balanced lifestyle? And that's, it's not to say we haven't gone through our crunchy points, you know, and, and and have, have moments where we've worked too hard, but that's, that's part of the learning process. I think coming back to the altar and and sitting in that meditation with the cow and asking to see the big picture, um, is, is really what informs everything. Um, and that's. You know, a lot of a lot of companies and businesses, they don't like have that kind of central guiding point. And and, and for us to have that guiding everything we do um, is actually really clarifying. It makes it really easy. Um, This helps us us make decisions and and to all be on the same page about that. Um, And uh, like also um, to illustrate that a bit further, like you know people ask what makes ceremonial cacao ceremonial like how how is it different from just like cacao that i could buy from a commodity supply chain and um the difference lies in that that same awareness that i was talking about it it goes through our entire process so you know it goes from seedling to the the tending of the trees, to the harvesting, to the transportation and import, you know, all the way through the manufacturing and and the packaging and the shipping and the ceremony that the person does when they receive it. Like Mm. all of those steps are not just necessary for making the product. They they actually build and contribute to the energy of the ceremony. I've, I've actually mapped out that, that same elemental process that I talked to you through in the ceremony. That's actually the fourth time those four elements are involved. Um, those mm-hmm. four elements are also present on the farm. They're mm-hmm. present in the post-harvest processing and they're present in the factory. And so we, we kind of bring that awareness of how it's not just a physical transformation, but an al- elemental alchemy happening throughout the process. And that's, yeah. that's part of the process of making the medicine. I um, also really strongly believe that um, in order to make medicine for us, it has to be medicine for the earth and for all of life. So so it's got to be given back yeah. the whole way.
2: Beautiful. And can you share a little bit about the communities you've touched? Um, you're down in Guatemala, Belize, different areas of the world. Um, can you share how... Uh, you've impacted those communities and what the relationships are like.
3: Yeah. Um, one of my favorite metrics for looking at, at social impact for cacao is, is to see if young people in the region are excited about growing cacao. <laughs> if They see that they can make a positive livelihood from that, because, you know, as, as you probably know about young people, young people, they, they want a better world. They want, they want to do yeah. something different and if if young people aren't excited about it, I feel like we're not doing it right, um, yeah. and, and and need to do better, frankly. Um, so yeah, by by paying really good prices for cacao, by valo- by valuing regenerative polyculture or ag- agroforestry systems, um, it's it's giving young people a sense that there's a the future, you know, in in the in their own villages, you know, that they don't yeah. have to like leave and go to the city uh, to seek a good livelihood for their families. Um, we work with largely indigenous communities in a number of different countries and indigenous cultures are, you know, in many ways at this point, at this very, they're, they're caught in the crossroads between the traditional ways and the modern ways. Like yeah. we'll go to a village and we'll see half, uh, thatch huts and yeah. half, um, mm-hmm. tin roofs. You know, yeah. and, and, and there's strong arguments for either side. And, yeah. and by coming in and valuing the traditional processes as a modern person, you know, yeah, uh, at, or, or as an outsider who has access to all the Western technology to come in and be interested in their ceremonial practices um, wow. is really powerful. It really shows that um, despite everything else that we have, that they don't necessarily, um, yeah. you know, all of our privilege um that were interested in learning about their spiritual practices really shows them that that's deeply important and relevant still and then yeah. something to protect um you know amid amidst all the things that that would have read those
2: yeah oh yeah i see this and i i've had the opportunity to work with different uh indigenous n- nations i'll call them and there is the uh Sometimes the competition or the different view, I feel like it's reflective of us from the traditional to the progressives. <laughs> uh, yep. So it's it's really beautiful that you're there stewarding and reawakening the purpose. So thank you for doing that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and talk a little bit about the happiness, because I, I noticed this in, in many places, but Philippines, Guatemala in particular, they're, um, very joyous, living very much in harmony with life. I, I, I kind of feel that's the way we're intended to live. You know, in this way mm-hmm. where we're with the rhythm of the day and food and family and agriculture. Um, can you share a little bit about um, that happiness that maybe you observed in some of these villages?
3: Yeah, I mean, we are not separate from nature and yeah. our modern society leads us to believe that we are and so i, I a lot of us have the work to do of reconnecting ourselves and, and many of the communities that we source from that that connection just is is part of their fabric of life like yeah. um in one of the villages i stayed in in belize like it's literally the last village on the edge of this massive rainforest preserve um, and cacao grows in the transition region between the fully intact rainforest and where human settlement is. So that cacao actually serves an enormous uh, kind of socio-economic function of, of creating a buffer um, and giving humans good livelihood and incentive to not emerge further into the rainforest um, and, and it's, it's to provide a, a complex ecosystem where, you know, different species can cross between between all those different ecosystem zones um and it's it's amazing being right on the edge of the tropical rainforest like that like sleeping at night you know it's the energy is so present like you're just like you feel like you're in the forest the the cicadas are so loud and (laughs) you know the first thing that we're we're talking about when we wake up in the morning is our dreams and and like a cow farmer is talking about how uh black jaguar came to him in his dream last night as a as a spirit guide you know it's it's yeah. that connection is just so so evident um yeah. and it's some of the best work that i've done for myself just on my personal evolution has been uh the work of nature connection and and, and nature awareness learning things like listening to birds and and like actually learning how to read the landscape through the sounds of the birds, Mm. learning how to like track animals and learn all the plant species. Like it in many ways, you know, it's when we don't know those things, it's impossible to be connected because you, you know, it's, it's the difference of walking through a forest and being like, oh, those are pretty trees versus like, wow, look at how, you know, where that cedar is growing on that slope. It must mean there's a good water source there, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera, You know, there's such a nuance of complexity um, to it all. And it becomes really fascinating when you even just begin educating yourself on the basic levels to start yeah. observing all the interrelationships in nature. Um, because then I, I think it really brings forth this curiosity. Like my, my nature yeah. connection mentors, they would never give me answers when I brought yeah. them a question, like, what's that? <laughs> or why is that happening there? They just ask me more questions yeah. that would challenge my <laughs> observation skills. You know, they'd they, yeah. like, well, what else did you notice? And it's, it's really retraining ourselves to see this amazingly complex web of relationships that mm. we're in. And once we began seeing it we become part of it we become seeing ourselves as part of it and from that place we realize our our power and our ability to affect things and we also become very mindful of the impact that we're having um you see this a lot in indigenous nations is is that that careful deliberation and 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 thought process of of the true impact of any decision to make sure that it's it's not having a detriment on on the many life forms that we're in relationship with um Absolutely. so it's but it's it's making that jump out of that that place of, of you know deep existential like loneliness and isolation from mm. from not knowing how to connect even though we know we're so connected yeah and then you know once we kind of like plug ourselves back into that it, it shifts the whole world it, it completely changes our mm. decision making
2: yeah Uh oh yeah we are part of nature and we actually don't have to go in the forest right you know it's everywhere if you're in more of an industrial city you might have to walk a little bit but it's still there she doesn't like pachamamas and like oh with those people in manhattan forget them like one of the most magical places are the uh i feel like in manhattan there's a lot of geology there that's really, I mean, the crystal, I don't know, I haven't studied what's there, but there's something there that's really generating a lot of energy between the humans and uh, all that industry that's going on. I think it's very supportive of all that industrialness, you know?
3: Um, Well, there's a lot of wildlife in the, in the urban areas as well. So it's, you know, it's often to me, observing wildlife is, is about stilling myself and, and reducing kind of my field of energy. So it comes closer to myself. So yeah. I become less of a threat to the wild things. And then all of a sudden they start coming out all over the place.
2: And- yeah, it's so awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been visited by Golden Eagle here in uh, LA, Southern LA. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really <I> amazing, <laughs> unusual, but amazing. Um, so Cher, you you started, I don't know exactly when you started the mushrooms, apologize. not knowing um you started to offer mushroom blends which are also maybe you could share a little bit about the health benefits of cacao and then go into uh, what inspired you to offer some mushroom blends Um, those also seem to be really uh, wanting to communicate with the humans uh, from psychedelics to uh, just great nutrition on a daily basis
3: yeah. Um, so health benefits of cacao, um, kind of categorize them in a f- on a few different levels. So there's, it's kind of like on a mineral level, um, cacao is chock full of minerals, especially magnesium, which most Westerners are deficient of uh, yeah. lack of sleep, stress, alcohol, all strip magnesium from our bodies. And yeah. magnesium is an essential catalyst for heart and brain function, which yeah. are two of our most important organs. So uh, making sure we've got plenty of magnesium in our systems is uh quite important. A lot of actually ailments are can be attributed on a foundational level to magnesium deficiency. So mm-hmm. cacao cacao is a therapeutic level of magnesium. So it'll not only support day to day function, but it'll also help reverse deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um cacao also supports mood in a powerful way, and you know, to me, mood is such a big part of health. Um, yeah. When you're when you're feeling great, it, you feel feeling great is to me connected with feeling healthy. Cacao um, has many neuromodulators, um, and it also has the neuro reuptake inhibitors that keep those neuromodulators in your brain for a longer time. It's it's pretty cool that all of that exists in the same plan. Um, These are the things that'll have you feeling joyous or or Mm -hmm. elated or or just kind of peaceful and content. Cacao actually has a lot of different neuromodulators in it. So it offers a wide range of experiences. And I I I caution people to not get too attached to like a certain state that they connect to in a cacao ceremony. Like You know, say one day it gave you a lot of energy. It might make you go to sleep the next day, but it also has relaxing molecules in it,
1: (laughs) and it's
3: you know you could call it intelligent in that way. In in that, um, cacao gives you the experience that you need um Absolutely. and it's, it's very versatile <laughs> and it's function that way so yeah, sometimes you might not want to go to sleep
2: and it makes <laughs> you go to sleep and then you're kind of annoyed but on a deeper level <laughs> that's probably what you needed yeah uh, oh well stated
3: <laughs> cacao is also a vasodilator so it relaxes the blood vessels um and the theobromine in it is a cardiac stimulant um so People will experience something like forty percent heightened blood flow throughout their whole system, and that that helps move stagnancy out of the system. It helps move emotions um, that might be stuck. It can also deliver superfoods uh, to parts of the body that really need it. I think you know if we have a fascination with superfoods, um, kind of desiring to live as healthy as possible, but often we miss how to take those superfoods in a way that the body absorbs them actually really effectively. And cacao um, has a high fat content in the, in the natural cacao butter that's present. And a lot of beneficial substances, um, including the cacao itself, the medicinal properties of the cacao, they are fat soluble. They need fat to enter the body in a, in a way that the body can absorb it. So. Um, that's why I pair cacao with superfoods like mushrooms. Is because the cacao butter, it combined with the the increased circulation, is actually the best way to to actually deeply integrate those superfoods into your body, as opposed to just taking a pill and they kind of wash
1: through. <laughs> um, yeah, it
2: may not even do anything.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, additionally, cacao is 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 gently energizing. So, um, it has. It, I would say the dominant stimulant molecule in cacao is theobromine. There's also caffeine present. And, and theobromine and caffeine are related, but mm. um, they are different compounds. I think of caffeine as a nervous system stimulant um, yeah. and cacao as a cardiac stimulant. So mm-hmm. both provide energy and stimulus, but in different areas of our body. Yeah. Um Theobromine is much gentler and lasts for a longer time so you don't Mm -hmm. get the jitters or the crashes um, that you might experience with caffeine a lot of people have been substituting uh coffee or cacao for their coffee or either reducing their coffee intake or shifting over to cacao entirely
1: yeah
3: um cacao does have caffeine in it but because there's so many other pre compounds presence in cacao and and the yeah. high fat content also it, it really tones it down um to the point that even very caffeine sensitive people might not notice um even the presence of caffeine i actually for a long time i'm, I'm very caffeine sensitive and I, I was convinced cacao did not have caffeine in it oh there you go and some <laughs> lab tests on it and and yeah. prove myself wrong um yeah and and i think it's you know it's, it's that kind of thing where you just can't look at a single molecule in isolation of everything right else absolutely
1: that's present okay.
3: so um yeah cacao led me to mushrooms um i i was i kind of learned wild foraging of mushrooms uh while in north carolina at the time and learned how to make like decoctions of those wild forage mushrooms into teas yeah. Um, yeah. And I, to drink them for their medicinal purposes um and it was kind of a natural jump to be like oh i made this awesome mushroom tea let me use that for my cacao instead of just their water and it was it was a great outcome i felt really healthy Mm -hmm. um and yeah that led me to wanting to make that experience accessible for other people and so that's where i began sourcing mushrooms and and developed this process for grinding uh water extracted mushrooms into the cacao so that it would be available as a ready-made drink the Mm. the flavors of the mushroom you know are very earthy and they actually complement certain cacaos quite well that also have a naturally earthy profile um so yeah i think it's really an amazing combination and like i was saying the 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 vasodilating properties of the cacao they help your body absorb the mushroom with psychedelic mushrooms the mood elevating properties of the cacao mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. set the psychedelic experience in a beautiful direction um yeah. that, that tends to be uplifting and positive um yeah. and yeah that that kind of all set me down the journey of sourcing high quality mushrooms and I started a mushroom brand, Mystic Mushrooms, when I realized how out of alignment much of the um, oh. U.S. supplements industry is mm. with the, I would say, like the, the spirit of the mushroom. Yeah. Um, it's, in many ways, the supplement industry is, is very much about taking. You know, it's, yeah. it's not its not a ceremonial process. It's not a two-way street. It's just a like, ooh, I want immunity. Great, let me take this mushroom, done. Thank you, Yeah. you know, probably not even thank you, you know? Yeah. And, and um, Mystic Mushrooms is about kind of re-establishing that conversation in that two-way street and, and really looking at how can we be in a more meaningful relationship with the mushroom. Interestingly- um, I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important um, mm. and is super exposed in the manufacturing process of most US mushroom supplements um, is actually it's legal so, so the the mushroom supplements sold are primarily mycelium. It's not mm. the fruiting mushroom, it's the mycelium which is grown on a starch substrate like rice,
1: right.
3: Roundup and that's what goes into the pills and and, and the mushroom so it's not actually the fruiting body of the mushroom, which is where the majority of the medicinal compounds are concentrated. Yeah. Um, and there's some very easily um, manipulated tests um, that show the presence of beta-glucans um, mm-hmm. in, in these mycelium-based starch compounds but they're actually reading the yeah. starch-based beta-glucans they're not actually reading the true yeah. mushroom beta-glucans so it looks like there's small content in these products yeah. but actually quite little and when you have like a real high quality mushroom product that's made from the mm. fruiting body the difference is night and day wow. um, and so i and this is all actually illegal it's 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 allowed to sell what's actually not really the mushroom itself what yeah. people think of the mushroom itself the fruiting body um, right mushroom is actually the entire organism right but right. in our popular vocabulary mushroom is the fruiting body and, and the mycelium is what grows under the earth right um, and because of a little bit of that confusion the mycelium ends up getting sold as mushroom um and when you tune into the spirit mm-hmm. of the mushroom like the mycelium isn't there for us to grind up and to eat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: the fruiting body.
1: That,
3: it's the fruiting yeah. body that is it's offering that it's a reproductive yeah. organ that it yeah. wants us to connect with. And so I think it's really strange that you know we're doing it this way. It's way cheaper to do it that way, which is why it's right. done that way, you know. Right. It's more profit and and kind of yeah, not not really aligning with nature in those principles. Mm a relationship that it was talking about that that the indigenous holds so clearly
2: yeah Um, receiving and giving Hmm.
3: yeah yeah Yeah, so yeah yeah, that led me to offering the mushrooms because we're already putting these high high quality fruiting body mushrooms into our cacao and i just realized well maybe you want to have two or three times a dose of mushrooms maybe you want to put them in your the cacao you know there's there's many other yeah. use purposes for them i love cooking with them too making soups mm. and things like that so yeah absolutely um, are I you like guys Twitter.
2: growing them or are you are you um where are you getting them from
3: um i actually you can say a region from. if you
2: don't want to like, no, I,
3: I, <laughs> no i'm happy to um i <laughs> import from china directly and okay. um, yeah that's actually a really interesting one because you know it's like if i think about like i don't really want to get like my tomatoes from china because i'm right. worried about pollution and things like that and so at first i wasn't sure about getting mushrooms from there but yeah china i've traveled to china a dozen times it's yeah. as complicated and multifaceted of a country as the u.s it has right. all the good and the bad you know the full yep. spectrum and China actually grows about 70 or 80% of the world's mushrooms. They have mm, one of the yeah. longest histories of mushroom cultivation. They have whole universities and research centers study to mushrooms.
1: Yeah.
3: And, and so you actually can find some of the best mushrooms in the world in China. And we have several safeguards in place to make sure that they're not picking up any contaminants from pollution or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. Basically lab testing for all the things that we don't want and all the things that we do want uh, three times along the process, um, yeah. just, just really have those strict. And, and, you know, that's kind of the engineering that's at, that process yeah. and structure in place um, yeah. that allows us to, to source from China in a really, really good way.
2: Yeah, um, that's beautiful. Yeah, well, that's there's really a lot good. of amazing farmers there. I have a friend that owns a company out of Australia. They started distributing here Taoist herbs and they do carry mushrooms, but he supports a lot of uh, farmers in China. So that's beautiful because of the quality um, that comes from there. So I'm glad that you've discovered that also. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been part of their culture for such a long time. Like the awareness of mushrooms, how much mushrooms are used mm-hmm. culinarily, you know, is, is much higher than than new eating yeah. mushrooms you know, more of a recent trend in that way. And so there's there's a certain wisdom to looking towards a culture that's been doing this for a longer time and looking at some of their cultivation practices.
2: Yeah. Well, it seems, it appears you're the steward, um, one of the stu- many stewards that are helping us reclaim and uh, re-understand that which has almost been lost, you know, some of these traditions and then making them, through that, making products available so humanity can start to feel the benefits. So I thank you for that. It's really, what a blessing. Yeah, what a huge blessing. Um, Can you share what's the website and what you feel is the best way for people to initially engage in both the mushrooms and the cacao?
3: Mm hmm uh, this, the website is ceremonial-cacao, C-A-C-A-O.com. Yeah. ocom um, We have these starter kits on the website for anybody who's new to cacao that has um, somewhere between six and eight different varieties of cacao um, because, you know, cacao has as many f- flavors and energetic qualities um, and, and that way you can, they're, we have them in these single serving packets. So you can just open a packet, try cacao from Guatemala, and then from Colombia, and then from Belize, and then from Tanzania, and kind of pop all over the world and, and really experience cacao in its many forms. And then we also have enhanced cacaos where we have the mushrooms in the cacao, where we have rose in the cacao, um, other superfoods that are really, really beneficial. Um, and so that way you just kind of get the full experience of, of all the ways that it can look like and you can see where you resonate with Moat. And at least in my experience, like I've had all the different products that we offer, um, they came into being because they resonated with me strongly at one point of my healing journey. You know, they, they really came in to serve as a medicine for me and as a function. And, and as a result, they've, they've also become medicine for other people um and so you might have a favorite for a certain amount of time and then that'll switch one day you know or yeah yeah, so it's 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 good to try try them all and experiment and um the mushrooms we're just working on some smaller packages for them but right now we have you can order a half pound bag of those um from the website as well um i really like to think about mushrooms as as synergies you know there's so many mushrooms out there there's like Call it the five most popular ones like lion's yeah. mane, tortoise, chaga, reishi, turkey tail.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: but there's a lot of lesser known mushrooms that support similar health goals. So I've, I've created three different blends around um, kind of determine based on what the overall goal is. So, like, say you want immunity, it's like, well, yes, chaga and reishi and turkey tail are good, but so is felonists, you know, which mm. a lot of people don't know about felonists. <laughs> So, so creating those blends, they all, they work towards the same effect in the body, but through different pathways. And so, and I, I think that's, that's one of the magic of mushrooms and one of their messages is really just this energy of different things. Um, yeah. So we've formulated around those. Um, yeah, the Immunoboost and Prosperous are our two most popular blends right now.
2: Okay. Beautiful. I can't wait to try them. I've tried your cacao because I actually like to make chocolate and to drink chocolate cacao, actually. <laughs> so I was uh-huh. very excited when I stumbled upon um, your company. In addition, you guys have an amazing like customer service infrastructure set up. So I, I like the energy that comes through when you're communicating about what's up and coming through emails and Text, and that's not always the case with companies. So, I want to just give you a good job. Like, it always ha- has a good energy behind it. So, you can feel the resonance coming through. So, thank you for that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, I, Jonas, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be here and shower some sunshine and wisdom on us. And now, everyone out there that's listening can be, uh, Engage here. We'll put all the links below, and then um, I look forward to having you back in the future.
3: Awesome! Yeah, so good to have this chat. feels feels really alive, and yeah, this is just energizing to to connect about the good work.
2: Yeah, thank you
0: Ooh, once again. I want to thank Jonas for being here today and sharing all your wisdom. It's been so amazing, and I want to thank our listeners for being here. All the links are below. Please support his great work, and sharing is caring. Until next time, we're going to sign out with little Kadri Scott Shine, and Jonas, please keep shining on. We are so blessed to have you uh, facilitate our access to cacao and mushrooms until next time. This is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow and a namaste. Be simply.